Poso maoni work, wai wainan kitana ni mua e yoski piataya posnotaman e yum MITW podcast. A yospis piataya posnapi notaman and e hisikimaka e yoso matnamineho kihi. Welcome to the Menominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin podcast. We are your host, Gary Dodge. And Sheena Wapoos. On this episode, we are joined by Yvonne Bowles, uh, the Public Information Officer for the Menominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin. And before we get started, I would like to remind people that we request that you send in your COVID-19-related questions or topic suggestions to us at podcast at MITW.org. So, Vaughn, what are the steps for the tribe to begin Phase 3? All right. Thanks for having me back, guys. Let me start with that. So phase three is is a total reopening of the tribe without restrictions, without anyone remote working. Um, right now, the back to action plan um, has phase three starting when we see a consistent downward trend of positive COVID-19 cases in Menominee County Reservation and in the surrounding counties. Um, we haven't seen that downward trend in surrounding counties, especially in Shawano County. And so that's why we're still holding steady at a, at a phase two type of operation where we have half of our employees offsite. Um, but once we see that, you know, positive cases are going down and hopefully below um, 5% um, of all, you know, tests run, that's when we'll, we'll move back to a phase three type of scenario. All right. And I kind of got of a um, crystal ball kind of question. Do you think oh, we'll good. hit phase good. three this year? Will we hit it this year? So that depends. And I know you guys love hearing that. Um, it's Vaughn's catchphrase. It's my catchphrase. It's science. <laughs> it depends. Um, you know, it, it really depends on, on how soon they see, um, you know, vaccines going to production for COVID-19. Um, it also could depend on, you know, how the seasonal flu and the temperature changes affect the spread of COVID. Uh, we might see it. I don't know. Optimistically, I would say yes. Realistically, I'd say probably not by the end of the year. But um, I don't, I don't direct any of the of the departments. I'm, you know, not in charge of how the tribe runs. So, um, just uh, talk to your talk to your employers, talk to your supervisors. Um, just keep in touch with them to to know what's going on with how the tribe is going to be run. <clears throat> All right. So um, this week in the news, um, we had a vaccine from AstraZeneca that was being tested and possibly caused a case of a serious neurological problem for that participant. Um, how, do, how will this affect the vaccine going forward? Let me preface this with as much as I'd like to, I haven't been able to follow all the large scale trials that are going on for COVID vaccines right now because um, there are a lot of them in development. Um you know, it's unfortunate that there is a participant in the AstraZeneca test that experienced, you know, serious neurological conditions. But that's also the purpose of these tests is to flush out whether or not there are these potential um, hazards posed by certain vaccines. Um, you know, and as much as we've learned over the last 200 years about, you know, biology and physiology and molecular biology, even, you know, there's, there's still, we all have a lot to learn, um, particularly when it comes to things like vaccines in our immune system. Um, but, you know, 
when they take them to when they take vaccines to human trials, they're testing those against placebos, um, and they're basically trying to find out whether or not the benefit's going to outweigh the potential risk. Um, sometimes people have side effects, uh, you know, in cases of like one in a hundred thousand or like one in five hundred thousand, which uh, one of these large scale tests may or may not catch. Um, so for you know approval and production and release into the public, these vaccines are going to be monitored for a long time. That said, you know, if we look at the AstraZeneca trial and, you know, just to simplify it for us, let's say they have 10,000 people on their trial and one to two of those individuals have an adverse reaction to the vaccine. That's a, that's a 0.02% chance of having, you know, an adverse reaction is what they call um, one of these responses. Um, if you extrapolate that out to, you know, the United States population, we have 330 million people. Um, that potentially could be, you know, 33 to 66,000 people that have a similar type of, you know, neurological reaction to this vaccine. Um, and that may be enough for the advisory committee on immunization practices to prevent it from getting FDA approval. Um, that said, there are a lot of vaccines in production. Um, hopefully they choose the ones that have the most beneficial results. Uh, and so it, I'm not saying this is going to spell doom for AstraZeneca's, um, you know, hopes and dreams, but, uh, this may be a sign that they need to go back and refine their process at this point. Um, and so hopefully they're going to bring the safest vaccines to market. So that's what we're hoping for. Um, and they're really trying to push these forward as quickly as possible, which, you know, is, is something we're all hoping they can do safely. Right. <clears throat> so um, also this past week, we've seen a pretty big jump in cases uh, in Shawano County. Um, can you talk a little bit about why that may be? I've, I've heard some, some anecdotal evidence of why things may or may not be rising in, in Shawano County still. There have been individuals that have, um, you know, after speaking with Dr. Schlegel and, and Vicki Dantoin from the Shawano Menominee County Public Health Center, um, we found out there are individuals that are, you know, refusing to quarantine after they've tested positive. Um, there's even been one account of an individual trying to intentionally infect other people because they're upset and they blamed someone else for them getting it. Um, and so, you know, there's there's a lot of complications that come in into practice when you're dealing with a high stress situation, you know, people dealing with having been quarantined for extended period of times, um, strains on finances and things like that. And so, um, you know, it's it's hard to predict what people will do in, in these type of scenarios. Um, right now, we're we're not seeing any specific hotspots of people going to you know save a lot. And, you know, picking up COVID on, on a wide scale basis. But there have been people that have, you know, made choices to gather in, in large groups indoors and have, you know, accidentally passed it to each other. Um, so there's there's no one event that we can pin down for saying this is why it's rise. There's, there's a lot of, of small things that people can do. And um, it may be lapses in judgment or people are just, you know, tired of hearing about it, which is possible. Um but, you know, if they want to prevent the or slow the the spread of the disease, you know, they need to take the precautions that we've known about for months, you know, washing hands, staying, you know, away from large groups, um, wearing masks in public when you're around people, things like that. It's those simple, simple precautions 
preventative measures um, that some people are lapsing on that may be part of the reason that it's increasing right now. Um, I was going to ask, uh, do you see in like the future that like within like the next few weeks, um, it rising again due to the fair? Maybe. Um, the fair has been one of the issues that we've talked about for a long time and has made us really nervous um, just because there are so many common surfaces that people touch and just because people have the habit of touching their face so frequently. So we're kind of crossing our fingers and we're really hoping we don't see a spike due to the fair. Um, that said, we'll just keep an eye on the number of cases. Um, <clears throat> so uh, it was rather cool this week in the weather and kind of brings up spooky season uh, vibes. So I was wondering about Halloween and trick-or-treating and if you have any news on the tribe's um, decisions on how that is going to be affected this year. <clears throat> yeah, Halloween. We actually started discussing Halloween um, in our incident command meeting this last Thursday. Uh, and at this point, we want to wait and see what happened with the fair, just like we talked about, to see if there is a potential spike. Um, and if Halloween, because I know we do a community trick-or-treating event um, at the college, um, we want to see if that would be something we still might be able to do or if it's something we definitely need to cancel due to the risks of having so many people in one specific area. I know it's an outdoor activity. Um, but there's still a potential for a lot of spread when you get that many people together. So we're gonna we're gonna hold off on that. We'll probably know more about it in a week or two, um, and then we'll be able to update more uh, people about you know what's gonna go on with the Halloween and the planning of that activity. Okay. Um, <clears throat> thank you for coming on, Vaughn, as usual. Uh, it's always. Oh, sorry, what? I have one more thing. That's okay. No, that's fine. That's fine. I'm sorry. So um, the Shawano Menominee uh, Healthcare. John Menominee County Public Health Office. There we go. Got it. Um, they're actually holding a COVID testing event um, September 15th and 16th, um, which will be a Tuesday and Wednesday. It'll be um, from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. It'll be at the Shano Fairgrounds. Um, it's open to anyone who wants to be tested for, for COVID-19, um, anyone who's experiencing symptoms or is just curious if they have it at this time. Um, so that will be be uh, available for anyone um, living within the county or on the reservation. Um, so if you have questions, you have the, the opportunity to be tested. Great. Thanks. Yeah, I was going to ask you to to bring that up. It's fine. You, you got there before me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so <clears throat> was there, and besides that, was there any other parting thoughts that you wanted to give for people for the weekend? Wash your hands. Stay safe, people. Thanks for, for all the help you guys have, have had. Shano has one of the lowest, um, you know, caseloads and stuff in the state still. I think you guys have done a fantastic job of, of keeping COVID out of the community. So thank you for, for helping us. Wyoming <clears throat> for listening to the Menominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can also listen to the podcast on menominee-nsn.gov under the community tab and keep up to date by following us on Facebook at MITW Podcast. We do weekly updates with Vaughn and we do welcome any community questions you have regarding COVID-19. So please send those into us via email at podcast at mitw.org.